There have been some foolish deals yeah, yeah. on PS4s. If if nobody owned a PS4 before this weekend, I think everybody in the world now has. Yeah, them. yeah, definitely. Uh, I was seeing like from other places. We were, like, I was seeing two hundred and thirty-nine. One of my colleagues picked up a PS4 mm. with Black Ops and uh, something else, FIFA sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the EA EA stuff has been really cheap. Um, I think. No, I mean that was that was the bundle. Oh right, okay. That was a bundle. It was two three nine with Blops three and FIFA sixteen in a steelbook case for like two hundred and forty quid. Oh nice, absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, what else? We there's Mortal Kombat is cheap. Mortal Kombat X rather. Final Fantasy ten is half price. Is this digital stuff? Yeah, or, yeah. or hard copy. I did well. I guess we can sort of start talking about that because I'm really, really excited to be playing Diablo three with everybody. Ah, have you bought it? I did buy it. All right, nice. I did buy it. We can boost because I didn't even realize there was a Black Friday sale going Mm. on. I have literally been that busy this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, And then when you were all talking about it on the on the Facebook channel, I was like, "Ooh, Diablo three, because I last played Diablo, Diablo one. I never played Diablo two. Okay. So, but I I was amazed by how quickly I could feel myself slipping back into it. I played for like 10 minutes last night and it was just like, ooh, bashy bashy loot, bashy bashy loot. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's uh when you're chatting with friends as well, it's um it's it's, it's extra fun. I I think we've started by the way, Tom. I think we've already yeah, started. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's that's good yeah, enough yeah. for me. <laughs> you, you have been listening to the Go Play That podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm El Baker. With me is Tom Wolford. Oi, oi. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm actually. I've got my PlayStation in front of me. Actually, um, I've got. So Transformers Devastation looks interesting to me. Again, half price. It looks interesting, but then again, I kind of. Uh, I'm a bit leery about a half price sale so soon after release. Um. Rightly so. Because this is like what six weeks old. Yeah, no, no. Right, rightly so. Although I would, I would also make the argument that the fact it's sold badly doesn't mean it's a bad game. No, 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 no. I'm but just definitely you know, there's something up. But there is definitely something up when you're throwing that kind of discount. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, which is like, there's a really strange one. Like Need for Speed has been out three weeks, maybe less, and it's forty percent off on all platforms. But was it overpriced to begin with, or it was, I don't know? Cause... It was fifty-five pounds, so that is okay. around average for a new game. It's less than a Call of Duty or um, or something like that. I just didn't see a whole heap of you know there wasn't a whole heap of fanfare around this game, or certainly not in the channels that I normally pay attention to. It's it's come out at a rough time. I mean, I I, I just happened to say Call of Duty actually, but that's a good example of a game that came out at the same time. I mean, it doesn't matter how big you are, um, you don't want to be coming out Call of Duty Day. <laughs> Call of Duty Day and Fallout. Oh, of I course, would say. And Fallout as well as around there. Yeah, yeah, and and those that want to save their pennies have been waiting for the Bloodborne DLC. There's a lot of additional content for um, other games that's been coming out. 
Um, well, Bloodborne's got the Game of the Year edition already, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. So, cause, and I still, I still only have the one solitary trophy from Bloodborne. I'm still on the first area. Oh, do you know what? We're in a great position to play together then. Yeah, uh, where are you at? Because I'm, I'm the, the first area. I'm 20 minutes okay. in. Ah, okay. I'm a little bit further than you. I've got to the horrendous church tower with the big man with a big minigun. Yeah, I don't know what that is, so you're definitely ahead of me. Yeah, well, I got there, I got murdered several times, and then stopped. Right, right. Uh, so I would be I would be very well up for starting again. Um, I'm... You know? Well... No, 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 or coming back to your area, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, just sort of flailing around the first area a bit, because I've forgotten all the controls. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you there's know. no point in actually resetting, because you, you may as well keep all the experience that you've earned up to now. Because that's just grinding, so... Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's fine. We can do that. Um, uh, Diablo 3 is a definite... Um, very much looking forward to that now. Everyone has it. Grand Theft Auto 5 is 40% off. Uh, does Bob know? We should probably tell him. Has he been looking looking for that one? He's, he's, those are the two. He's got that one and The Witcher 3 that he's been waiting on sales for. That's 50% off. That's 25 quid. So he should have bought one of them by now. I'd imagine so. Maybe we could start a Kickstarter for Bob to uh, get some proper games. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of proper games um, and Bob playing them, I, I have taken up his suggestion and started playing Undertale. Um, and um, no, no point in me retreading Bob's ground, but that game is hilarious. Right, I'm going to have to get it, aren't I? It's a tenner. Just, just pick yeah. it up. Um, PC, right? On PC only. It's it it works on Mac, which is convenient for me because I've got a MacBook, and it's you know there's there is no demand in that game at all whatsoever. Um, but it's it's just really funny, and I don't think I need to take that compliment much further because okay. I don't think games can be funny as a general term. Um, very few games make me actually laugh, and that one achieves it. I'm trying to think of something that's made me laugh on purpose because you know something <laughs> like watching watching Rob play D4 made me laugh a lot. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. If anybody hasn't checked out the footage from our four in February earlier this year, that was just ooh that tickled my funny bone. That did, but I think really for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I think I think there's a certain element of humour to it, but where it wanted you to laugh, it wasn't landing. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny games. I mean, like, the Monkey Island series needs to be mentioned at least, but um, I, I can't think of much. But I don't, I don't know about laugh out loud games, that's the thing, I don't know, you know, more than the more than the casual British smirk and a snort. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's any kind of audible guttural noise um, deserves some kind of credit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that I'm like rolling around on the floor, um, but it's just it's just very smart, um, and it should be played. Okay, then I'll definitely get on that. Uh, well, I'll say, I'll say I'll get on that. I'll add it to the list. Oh yeah, no right. And I, I feel like um, I, I'm getting that uh, game of the year pressure now. I know I know Rob likes to get us to put a list together and. When that challenge is there, I don't. I don't want to have ignored some of the big hitters. Um, there are some I can just at a glance go, yeah, that's not going to be my cup of tea. 
Um, but I, I want to at least get some of them played. So I have been poking around at um, The Witcher 3 just for a bit, just to see um, if it's something I should be exploring further. I think I can save that one to next year. Um, have you got the season pass? I haven't. Okay. Because I got the DLC, I've got the season pass, and I got the first lump of DLC, but I'm tempted to sort of hang on until they release literally everything. For it. Yeah, price-wise and that works then, out. Well, no, because I mean, I already have it. Like, I've got the the the, the season pass. Oh, okay. I see. But what I, what I wanted to do was go back and maybe play it on a harder difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and go through the story again. It's the same thing with Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm. Um, I generally probably have to buy the DLC for that and play it through again because I did really enjoy it. Although I was I was talking to Stu about this and he said that he he ramped the difficulty up to hard just to make it more of a an enjoyable challenge. On The Witcher. On The Witcher. Yeah. And he found it was slightly imbalanced. Like he would come up against certain challenges that were just very very frustrating rather than hard, and like it, you would just hit a wall. And when you overcome it, the rest of the game doesn't really feel like um, a consistent challenge. I'm not sure if that's a symptom of uh, The Witcher, though. I think it is in general. Like There was definitely certain fights in there mm. that there's a trick to doing. You know, right. you kind of, yes. Maybe if you study your Similar enemy. to the previous games, actually. Similar to the previous games, but actually I found this one a hell of a lot more forgiving. It's like what Hush was saying in last week's podcast about mm. Fallout 4, mm. that he felt it was a bit more welcoming into you know to the newer user. Um, right. Definitely felt that about The Witcher 3, because I bounced right off The Witcher 2. Oh, yeah, and holy shit, um, The Witcher 1 is just impenetrable now, I would say. Well, I don't, I don't know if it is the difference of because I was playing The Witcher 2 on PC and I'm playing The Witcher 3 on a console. I don't know if that actually helped, because I'm natively more familiar with a console. Uh, but I do right. think, like, I remember in The Witcher 2, they gave you a combat test at the beginning. Yeah. And however I think they added you... that, actually. They added oh, that really? because... Yeah, yeah, they added that because... people were sucking yeah, really hard. Exactly. Well, I can see why, because I, I sort of, you know, I took the combat test, it put it on easy for me, because I failed so, so desperately hard at that combat test. Mm. And then I was still, like, just out of the first town, and I was getting my ass handed to me. Right. Every which way. So with yeah, here, yeah. With, with The Witcher 3, there were certain moments that I was like, ooh, run away, run away. Even <laughs> things that really I should have been able to face. There, there was a knack to them. There was a little trick like, oh, that guy is easy to kill with fire. Well, why didn't anybody tell me? Right, yeah. You know, yeah. you could be wailing on, like, I think it was some sort of lizard monster, and you could have been wailing on it with your sword for three days. Well, if you had read the books, you would have known, Tom. Yes, well, I I do have one of the books, but again, that's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> that's on, and that's a different list entirely. That's a different list. list. You know, I I started a Christopher Hitchens anthology, and I, what I didn't realize at the time because it's on Kindle, mm. it's his it's estimated reading time of about forty five hours because it's literally everything he ever wrote. <laughs> right. So nice. yeah, I'm sort of plowing through books, plowing through games. I've got like the entire Ubisoft back catalogue waiting to play because I've got the last two Assassin's Creeds uh, on your recommendation uh, and a fortuitous turn of events at work. I did pick up the Watch Dogs for very cheap. Oh yeah, 
So even the other day on the Black Friday sale, I was tempted to pick up the DLC. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I tempted to pick up the DLC for a game that I'm not going to play for another six months? <laughs> <laughs> like the DLC will be reduced again at some point. It's it's funny. Like uh, there's a DLC sale as well on PSN, um, and I was looking at um, DLC for games that I own essentially, and Drive Club popped up on there. Oh, the the hyper season pass, like it doesn't include bikes, right? It's everything up to bikes. Yeah, and I was thinking, wow, five quid—that's really good value for money. But I don't play that game. Yeah. I've played it. But, I quite like it. Yeah, I like it too. Like, I've only played it a couple of times, and there's no real reason I haven't gone back to it. Um, I, I, I'm always tempted to drop a fiver on it, just because I intend to go back to it. I think this is part of the problem. I think part of the, the big issue that we never played it was, I think me and you were very late to the party. Yes, true. You know, Rob and other people had already got it and blitzed it before we even came close, so it wasn't really a question of competing with your friends in real time. True, that was lost to us. And yeah. I, I think it comes back to something you were saying about Forza the other week. Was mm-hmm. that only last week or two weeks? I don't remember. Uh, that was last week, yeah. But uh, it's what you were saying about you can actually have your friend's ghosts racing you at that time. I think that would be a nice inclusion. One of the things... um. Like I miss even with Forza actually, is I'm quite late to the Forza party, and I can I've been sending messages to people saying, "Ha, huh, I beat your ghost," and nobody cares. They don't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's strange, isn't it? Any any kind of social or or multiplayer game, there seems to be like a a window where you've got to catch it. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Is it's why I won't play a lot of games uh, that have big things like that. And it's the same with Borderlands. I was really late to Borderlands One. Mm. And it was kind of stultifyingly dull trying to play it by yourself. I felt that way about that game in general. Well, Borderlands 2 I did enjoy because I had a couple of buddies around Mm. uh, that were playing it at the same time. So we did team up for some of the bigger monster bashers and that kind of thing. And it was actually a lot of fun Mm. um, in that respect. Uh, I kind of feel the same about Destiny. Yeah, Destiny is. I mean, you know my relationship with Destiny. I think I've I've tried to get into that game many times. Um, I I really. I I just I can't find that sweet spot where I am constantly going back and playing with the same people, and I don't have the desire to push myself there. Whereas the funny thing is, is like we were talking about it earlier with Diablo. I do think that. That game is designed slightly better for people to go on their own ways, go their own direction, and then come back together to play together at any given time. Well, I think I think Bob told me last night because I had a few games with him. We played a bit of Battlefront, and then because uh, <laughs> interesting story about Diablo. Anybody who may have downloaded it recently or was thinking about it, for some strange reason, it gives you two executable files. Oh, I had this exact same experience. It's like 50, go on. 50 gigabytes or whatever. It's you know, 60. 60, 60 gigabytes, gigs. yeah. So yeah. I went out for the day. I put my PlayStation onto rest and I downloaded it while I was out. Got back, was like, I really don't need those two. So I'll just delete one. Oh, no. Well, you see, the thing is my, my PlayStation is, is or my PlayStation account is locked to Spain because that's where I yeah. used to live and that's where I set up my account. 
so I bought it from the Spanish market. And I had two, the Diablo Ultimate Evil Nothing and Diablo mm-hmm. Ultimate Evil Español. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I can do without it in Spanish. I can probably play it in English. So I deleted the Espanol version. <laughs> only to find out that the Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition with no brackets is in Polish. It's Yeah, it's Russian, Polish, Hungarian, I think. Which, no offense to those wonderful countries, but they do have the most impenetrable languages. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't even get through the menus, basically. Exactly, and there's no way of changing the language once you're in. No. So I had to delete that, go back, download the Spanish version, which, hey presto, plays in English automatically. Yeah, on on the English store, it's listed as e-figs. Yeah. So English, French, Italian, German, Spanish. Yeah. And the other one is labelled as nothing, and I, I didn't know what the nothing one was, so I did launch it and then realised, oh, you've made me download this game twice for no reason. Thanks for that. Yeah. So there's something weird going on there, but that basically meant I couldn't actually play that with Bob last night. So we were playing a bit of Battlefront. Okay. But I think Diablo is a game. Like, I I set up a Barbarian class. I say set up, I hit two buttons to start the game. I was expecting a bit more character customization going on. No, it's male or female, right? Uh, Oh, I didn't even see that option. (laughs) (laughs) I am literally just the starting dude. Right. Uh, but Bob did mention something that he has a character specifically for solo. Yeah. And then a character, you know, to play it with the rest of us. It's a shame Bob isn't here today because I kind of wanted to hear why he wants to play that game solo or if there is some kind of incentive to do so. Because from what I can see, he could just use his solo character to play with us and then if we're offline, he can keep going and it means nothing really surely he would come back a bit op though right no so this is the thing so bob and i played we were level one with us was Stu, who i think if i'm remembering correctly was level 52 (laughs) just a small difference there exactly a huge difference right and we were able to have a good time okay the game did a very good job of making it worthwhile. Now, what I will say is, like, for a good 20 minutes, Bob and I were not doing any damage, but at the same time, we weren't getting punished really quickly. Like, we weren't getting one hit killed. We were able to hang in there while Stu cleans up. Were you sort of leveling up like mad bastards as well? Like, ridiculous. One encounter leveled me up three times cool. on one occasion. Yeah. So that might be a way of even sort of boosting later on, because I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, stuff about having multiple high-level characters, and then you can go back for the hardcore run once you've got a high-level character with some good gear, you know? Yeah. So maybe maybe it could be like if Stu wants to take us all by the hand through the normal run. Yes, exactly. And then we yeah, can just all get... sort of get on the hardcore or master levels or whatever. And and that's consistent with Blizzard, to be honest with you. Like, World of Warcraft is very similar. Um, when the game first comes out, yeah, they want you to go through that game from 1 to 70, or whatever it may be. Yeah. But once they've developed all this end-game content, they just want to get you there as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Because that's where they spend most of their time, and that's what they believe is the best part of the game. So I just feel like they're just like, yeah, 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 like all of this level 1 to 70 stuff, it, you, should, you should do it because you learn how to play the game. But 
you'll race through it and you'll get to see the end game stuff which is where the real meat and veg is and i, I just feel like that's what's happening right now is they just uh they want me to be playing with Stu at his level yeah and that's how the game has been designed Whereas you see, I'm I'm sort of new to that because, like I say, a lot all of my experience, except for about 15 minutes playing with an old housemate on Diablo 2, all of my experience comes from Diablo 1, which was a single-player affair. Uh... Or it was for me because I had no friends. I, I don't think there was any... Was it LAN only? I don't know. I only ever played it single-player anyway. You know what? Uh, you might be right. I, I For some... What format did you play it on? PC. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just doing a fact check now, which is really entertaining on a podcast, um, because I have a feeling that it was single player, but the PlayStation One version may have had some local multiplayer. Okay. On one on one screen. I think that's right. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, Diablo One was was pretty much just a dungeon crawler, and Diablo Two was the one that, um, well, it came out around the time where 56k connections or above were a fairly standard thing. Yeah, I mean there was, I mean there were other games that were out that were that were multiplayer at the time. I had something like yeah. F F22 Raptor or whatever, like a flight sim game that was online multiplayer. That's pretty right, hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Half Life was there. Yeah, Half Life was after Quake. Yep. And stuff like that. But yeah, Half Life came around the time where internet connectivity was quite reliable for gaming. Um, and also their netcode was pretty damn good. So that Half Life was definitely where I believed that online shooters were possible. Whereas I still didn't have any friends, so <laughs> no, I, I used to go around to a mate's house and watch him play Half Life. So that was that was our online multiplayer right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the cool thing. I'm just to... looking actually. Huh? Um, multiplayer was possible on Diablo One through direct modem connection. Okay, that would have meant nothing to me as a young chap. No, no, no. I never. I've never done it. I've never done it. So that's uh, that's basically my entire experience of Diablo was uh, between you know running back with the town scroll of town portal, uh, and the guy saying it's hot down here. Right. Yeah, that's that's my sort of biggest memories from that game. But what I do remember, and this is what I felt last night booting it up for the first time, Diablo three. It's the video game equivalent of riding a bike. Yeah, because it's so, such simple gameplay. I mean, it gets really deep. I've just got a hardcover strategy guide from work because he's been kicking around the office for ages, and I was like, oh, I'm never mm. going to play Diablo three. But it it was sort of too nice to throw it in the bin. It wasn't going to get sold, but it was too because it was a bit scuffed on the cover. But it was too nice to throw in the bin, so I've sort of had it on my desk for a while. Uh, and then this Black Friday sales come along, and I'm like, Oh, now I've got Diablo. And looking through the strategy guide, it's amazing the sort of level of depth it gets to. Oh yeah, definitely when it comes to like you know attaching runes and crafting your own weapons and stuff. But I, I'm curious, when was this book published? Uh, don't know, but we've got loads of them. <laughs> if you want, because one. <laughs> because they fundamentally changed the game mm. from scratch. They 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 two point would that game. Really, I'll have a look tomorrow. Big time. Yeah. Um. 
and check it out. Because the game used to be built around auction houses and real monetization. Ah, uh, no, this is this is all into sort of stat building, like min-maxing characters, uh, all the monsters, like where they're gonna, where monsters appear, like what acts they come in. Oh, okay, that might be relevant. What, what damage they're what damage they're weak to or resistant to, that kind of thing. So it's like a basically right, a quick yeah. guide. Okay, I mean, it's a nice item anyway. Yeah, it's really nice. We've got a lot of the the sort of soft cover ones, which we still sell from time to time. But this is like a limited mm. edition one that that was a bit damaged. So let's uh let, let's talk. Well, let's talk. Yes. Yeah, that does sound interesting to me. Yeah. You know. Um. What else have we got? I've been. I've. I did buy. Um. Gears of War. Oh, on, you're, uh, you're the an Xbox man now as well, aren't you? Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, you did just pick. Did, am I right in saying you literally just picked one up like two weeks ago? Yep. Yep. Before Black Friday, like a proper Burke. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. <laughs> um, Don't tell the wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I've I finished Rise of the Tomb Raider. How's it? Um, excellent game. Good. Uh, um, I I spoke about it on a, a podcast two or three weeks ago. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get that because SoundCloud was being funny with my three G connection. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you was away for that one, so I won't retread that ground. But um, I finished it now, and the last hour and a half were a little bit crappy, which was the same for the previous Tomb Raider game, in my opinion. The ends of those two games. I don't remember um, the end of the first one. Well, uh, narratively, they both... Well, okay, too late. Narratively, they, they both go in a bit of a superstitious sort of area. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really appeal to me. I, I think, or, d- despite that franchise, including a battle with a T-Rex, I like to think that um, Lara Croft is grounded in some kind of reality, um, but it kind of just blows it away. And In the first one or the second one? Both okay. actually. Give me a hint I, of the end of the first one. Um, I'm not going to do that. Ah, damn it! No, but I've played it. I know it. I've played it. I just can't yeah, remember. But some it. other people may not have done. Yeah, they just, just, they just... just give me one word clue. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know how to end that. Okay, I'm not sure. No, it's just I'm, I'm literally having a crash in my brain because I've just played the Nathan Drake collection. So, sort of, you know, running around shooting, superstitious weirdness. Uh, I'm getting Uncharted with dashes of Far Cry 3. And I can remember puzzles from the the re- reboot, rejiggle, re- re-up, whatever, of Tomb Raider. I can remember puzzles, I can remember events in the plot, but I can't remember the end. Um, well, they go to a monastery, mm-hmm. and there's... That Matthias fella performing a ritual. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. Um, this okay. This, so this is the thing, right? I think that's a good way to boil it down. I won't remember the ending of this one either. Fair enough. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's good enough to keep on that. And after we're after we've switched off the recording, you can tell me how it ends. Yeah, yeah. Because literally, but, um, I've, I've got nothing. Yeah, you just. I think the story takes a turn where you just stop investing. Right. Basically, you just go, oh, what, really? Oh, that's dumb. And to be fair, I did play that game in one go. I played Rise of the Tomb Raider practically in one go. Yeah, the first one was a, was a nine hour, a single nine-hour session, start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably about 15. Played it in three sessions. And then I think I... 
the problem is that I then played about 10 extra. I played more of the multiplayer than I played of the single player, if you get what I mean. Which, yeah, which, which, um, there is none on this, oh, really? uh, on this game. No, so on this, on this one, the longevity comes from not just the season pass, which we haven't seen any content for yet. Um, but it looks like there's user created content. Interesting. Yeah, so I haven't fiddled around with it yet, so I'm not going to do it justice, but you basically unlock trading cards like Ultimate Team mm-hmm. and can build your own missions based on those properties. Mm-hmm. So there'll be modifiers like, I don't know, I, I haven't looked at it enough, so um, machine guns only or something, or um, enemies die with one hit, right. like little modifiers okay. like that, like like GoldenEye style modifiers. Um and then you can upload that challenge and people can play it. Okay, so, you know, Super Tomb Raider creator. Yeah, and not really what I came into that game for. I, that game completely delivered what I expected, which is a 10-hour plus. <laughs> it's got very realistic hair on one character. <laughs> um, Does her ponytail at least hang the right way if she's being strung upside down now? Um... I can't remember if she go, gets strung upside down. Maybe, maybe that's the but yeah, solution. Yeah, maybe they just avoided that this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the hair physics are spot on. <laughs> For one character. <laughs> five out of five <laughs> hair physics. That You know that's going to be the, the joke game of next year is Hair Simulator 2016. Oh, I mean... Oh, sorry, no, that's Final Fantasy 16. Sorry, I was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. As long as it has PlayStation VR and Oculus Rift support. So you can sort of investigate each strand of hair as if you were some sort of creepy prevert. (laughs) (laughs) Or a hairdresser. (laughs) Not even if my hairdresser started looking at my hair like that, I'd be a bit creeped out. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Just running their hand through it. My hairdresser's a proper old school barber who's apparently been barbering for more than 60 years. 60 years? Yeah, and he won't retire. He's even given the shop to his son and everything, but he won't retire because he's got nothing else in his life except hair. And I'd still be creeped out by him if he started, like, Oculus rifting my scalp. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a training tool for hairdressers so they don't fuck up people's hair. It's got to be worth it, at least for tattooists. Oh, my God, yeah. That's one of the reasons I just don't want to get a tattoo. Um, other than the fact that I'm not inventive enough to think of a picture that I want on my body for my entire life, but just the other person fucking it up. Yeah, I, I guess that would be cool. You get like, wasn't there this thing on the Wii, like, or was that just an internet hoax? The the sort of the proctologist uh, simulator thing. Um, I have to go. Have to Give go. me one second. All right. Yeah. Wait. I will be back. I'll play some lift music. Earl's gone for food. He'll probably find this later. He smells like cheese. Nobody likes him. Earl smells. Uh, let me think. We were talking about uh, we we proctologist. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a real thing, or at least uh, something someone developed on PC. I've, I've definitely seen something going along those lines, so I'm reckoning, you know, Oculus Rift supported hairdressing slash tattooist slash looking at stuff really close. What 
what do you call people who study gems? Gemnologists? Yes, shinyologists? <laughs> Magpies. Magpies. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do at university? Caca! <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, good. <laughs> and then it runs off with is, your is watch. That, is that a, a missing scene from Hatterful Boyfriend or something? Ooh, don't even get me started on that game. I need to go back and get all the other endings on that. That's on the list. Ah. But yes. Yeah, I, I have it on Vita, I think. Probably, actually, probably the best the best platform for it. I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. A nice little thing. You could probably play it on the train if you don't mind weird looks from whoever's sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured like Phoenix Wright um, is one of my favourite series, and it just seemed like the gameplay was along those lines. So I don't even don't really even good. get that because oh, I've got to buy that on the DS now and play that since you recommended it. Yeah, I mean, you've got all the time in the world for those. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm just. I'm just drowning in games. It's 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 a good era to live in. I mean, I I'm sitting here right now with um a PS4 and an Xbox One in front of me um and my Wii U. Mm. And to the side I have a PS2, a Dreamcast <laughs> and a 3DO, each of which have a pile of games I want to play and have not played before. <laughs> well, you see, so, you're a lucky man because I'm drowning in games. I've already got. I've only got a PlayStation and a five-year-old PC and a 3DS. Right, yeah. I've got the 3DS, but I haven't even finished the game that came with the 3DS. What came with your 3DS? Uh, Link to the Past is the Golden oh, Legend right. of Zelda one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, work again. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like halfway, not even halfway through. Link to the uh, link to the past. Oh no, sorry, a link between worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the sequel to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't even, you know, not even ha- halfway through that. Like I say, I've got two Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs boxed and wrapped. Uh, I believe somebody, a certain special somebody, is bringing me home Just Cause Three. Oh. So yeah, uh, Black Ops Three is still waiting to be downloaded. Once I can create fifty gig of space. Oh, if, are you going to play that multiplayer? You, uh, I've you never ever... really played Black Ops multiplayer. It's what we well, were saying earlier. You've either got to be there or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking. Have you got I, it? Uh, no, I might get it, but I've, I've, I'm basically in a bit of a shooter mood, and that um, this will be uh, for a, either a future podcast, but most likely for future content. But I've been struggling with the DualShock Four for shooters. Right. Um, and I just thought I was crap, which is probably the case anyway, and got an Xbox One, played um, Battlefront and Battlefield 4 on that, because it comes on EA Access, mm-hmm. and found myself significantly better. And then I jumped onto my PC with mouse and keyboards going on, and found myself even better than that. Right. Now... I'm not going to floor the DualShock 4 controller. It's obviously just my hands and that controller um, do not twine. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some research on the uh, cyber web and found that professional Call of Duty players don't play with DualShock 4s. What? Um, they play with either heavily modified DualShock 4s 
um, as in built from scratch to completely fit their hands and everything. Yeah. Um, all with mice and keyboards, uh, which have been designed specifically to use with consoles. All righty. So is this the reason for the blue tack then? Yes, I was experimenting with the blue tack. I'll get onto that in a minute. But <laughs> I, I, I've bought two devices. I have bought the Two Act Venom X, which is a mouse and nunchuck for the PS4 and Xbox One. So you have a nunchuck in your left hand with a left analog stick on it, yeah, and a mouse in your right hand. Sort of a precursor of what's going to happen with the Rift and stuff. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah, and I have also bought FPS Freaks, and they are by a company called Control Freak with a K, mm-hmm. and the Freak is spelled with two E's. And they obviously. are, uh, yeah, obviously, they're very, very common sponsors of pro Call of Duty players. Um, and a lot of YouTubers as well. And it's basically, you've probably seen these little grippy things that you can just tack onto the top of your analog sticks. Yeah, I used to have some on the 360, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just like a silicon over, like, eh, let's call it what it is. It's a rubber johnny for your controller. Exactly. It gives you a bit of grip. Yeah. This is that, but a bit more advanced in that it actually gives you, like, between 6 and 12 millimeters of extra height. Okay. Uh, depending on what model you get. So, endorsed by Tom Cruise in this case. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the theory is, is the taller the stick, the more accuracy you would have. So that's why I was putting blue tack on top of my sticks to see if the theory was true. Right. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm bought into the idea, for sure. Um, but obviously playing with a analog stick made of blue tack um, doesn't last. Yeah, it's a bit floppy. So... Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I I, will, I do actually plan to write about or maybe make a video about my experience with um, these taller thumbsticks and also the mouse and keyboard um, to see to see how that works out. All right, well, grab Blops three then, and we'll we'll have a go. And I bet I'll still yeah, beat yeah. you even with my uh, even with my tiny control. If that happens, I probably will actually cry, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you bought how how many pounds worth of equipment, and I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, the, the analog sticks are 15 euros. The mouse and keyboard's 110. <laughs> well, let's leave it there. I'll let you go enjoy yes. your, your dinner. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, watch this, the Go Play That Ramblecast, shall we call it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I have it no good. idea if other people will enjoy listening to it, but... I had a good time. Me too. As always, you've left me satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> I always leave people <laughs> satisfied. All right. Then we shall talk again next week. Yes, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. And all of the other days while you wait for the podcast, you can be following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and going to goplaythat.com. Ooh, do that, yeah. Do all those things. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Yeah.